0: and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Good morning. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Two very special guests coming on this morning. First up, Josh Weber. He's an award-winning filmmaker based in Los Angeles. He's going to join me in just a little bit. He is... uh, Actually, working on has been working on a film inspired by his grandfather called *Escaping the Holocaust*, and I'm really looking forward to talking about this. He contacted me and uh, had no idea at a radio show, and I was very inspired by what he's doing, um, based on the legacy of his grandfather. And uh, he's also um, worked on a recent narrative film called *A Broken Code*, and it's set for a late spring/summer release domestically. So that's up in just a little bit. And at 9.30, we're going to be joined by the ever-so-talented Gina Wagner. She is a very accomplished special events director and top-notch photographer. She's going to join me at 9.30. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Josh Weber. Hi, Josh. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Hope you're not in a funk this Monday.
1: Uh, I'm not in a funk, no.
0: Good, good, good. Not a good way to start the day. <clears> hmm <throat> So you contacted me, and you had no idea I had a radio show, but um, you're working on a film inspired by your grandfather. Tell me about that.
1: I am working on a film. The film is called Escaping the Holocaust. It's, uh, it's based on my grandfather's escape from a prison in Warsaw, Poland um, in 1944. Oh. Basically, um, he was a, a sheet metal worker in the prison, and uh, you know, after his family was killed, he decided with two other gentlemen that he was gonna make an escape and they spent about a year digging a secret underground tunnel um, and uh, they were able to get out alive saving 15 other people in the process
0: oh, it chills. Um,
1: yeah now it's in- incredible mm. and he left uh, the love of his life behind in the prison unfortunately she wasn't able to escape with him she was on the other side of the prison during the escape and uh, in 1945, after the liberation of all the camps, his friend bumps into this girl at a train station, and they get to talking. He, he says, Which, uh, which uh, prison were you in? She says, I was in Paviak. He says, Oh, you must know my buddy Max. He used to work on the women's side of the prison. And uh, yes. she says, Max, he's alive. Oh, my God. <sighs> tell him, tell him Rena's alive. And he goes back and he tells my grandfather. My grandfather goes over and finds her. Ah. Uh yeah they spend uh you know three days together they're planning to get married and he runs off to try and make some money and unfortunately gets into an accident where a truck crushes his entire body and he's laid up in the hospital for three months oh my gosh yeah she doesn't know where he is and uh as soon as he gets out of the hospital he goes to find her and she had already been married off to somebody else so unfortunately you know it is what it is and he takes off. He, you know, he meets another girl, has a whole another family, whole another life. Moves to Montreal, Canada. And twenty years later, his wife dies. And uh, on a business trip, he meets. Uh, who does he meet? He meets Rena from Poland in Toronto. Yes. And uh, and and her husband had already died as well. And they decide to date, and they get married, and they've been together past twenty five years. And that's my grandparents. It's an incredible true story. And. Um, you know, oh, wow. I'm, I'm working on the documentary for the past six months.
0: That is unbelievable. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I it's just beautiful. went through
0: like sure. a whirlwind of emotion in 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: Chills, it's, it's looking
0: definitely. for Kleenex. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's definitely special.
0: Unbelievable. Now, let's back up a second. How did sure. you uh, get into becoming a filmmaker?
1: Um, first I went to school for it I went to school at the New York Film Academy In New York City mm-hmm. um, And then short Maybe six Seven months after I got out of school I moved uh, out to LA And uh, shortly after I moved to LA Maybe five months um, After I moved here I started a film with a friend of mine And uh, That was our first feature film Which is being released September seventeenth of this year, um, called a broken code, all right. and uh, just been working on everything else in between.
0: Wow, you just go go go! I mean, some people it takes some time to really get it together.
1: Sure, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I I just try and work. That's all.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. Have you always been close to your grandfather?
1: Oh, I have always been close to my grandfather. Yeah, he raised me in many ways uh, growing up, and I've always known about his story. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I had always planned to make, to, actually, I always planned to make this film as a narrative film, you know, later on in life, you know, when I'm more established as a filmmaker on a bigger budget type thing, but uh, I just became inspired to uh, to make it as a documentary now while he's still alive and, you know, um, to tell the story from his own words.
0: How old is he now?
1: He is 93 years old.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and he's still alive, still kicking, still driving his car around.
0: Uh, does he go around telling his story to a lot of people? Um, He used
1: to. He used to, you know, go around to schools and museums and stuff like that, but he doesn't do it anymore.
0: He has an incredibly inspiring story to tell.
1: Oh, yeah, incredible. I, I You know, from so many different angles.
0: What made you decide to tell the story?
1: Um... What made me decide to tell this story in particularly is I was uh, I was working this uh, big budget job, a uh, camera job in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and uh, and I felt like a lot of my rights were stripped from me from the job. Even though it was high paying, yes. I felt like you know I couldn't I couldn't go to the bathroom, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. But I was being mentally abused, and I ended up it was supposed to be an eleven day job, yes. and uh, and I quit. On day six finally I said you know what forget the money Good. I'm out you know for my mental sanity I'm out Good. and uh and I went to uh to San Juan to try and clear my head before taking off and randomly I get a call from my grandfather you know and he's like what are you doing uh, mm-hmm. you know how are you when are you gonna come see me type thing and I hadn't, yes. I hadn't seen him for two years at that point because I've been so busy with life and this that and the next thing and uh and I said, you know, and I, I didn't want to tell him what was going on. I said, yeah, I've just been working, you know, and I was kind of, I was in a funk that day. I you was going to
0: say, this is your funk moment. Yeah, yes.
1: I was in a funk. Yes. And, uh And I just, I said, yeah, you know, sometime I'll either I'll get to Montreal, and he was in Florida at the time, you know, that's where he goes in the winter. And, uh, and I figured, I said, yeah, I'll, you know, we'll figure it out. I'll come sometime. And I mm-hmm. hung up the phone. And I couldn't stop thinking about him. I, I thought to myself, I could live the next 10, 20 years of what I just went through that I thought was the worst thing in the world. Yes. And it wouldn't even compare to one day in the life of him and many others who lived through the Holocaust, you know? Uh, and, uh, and then true. I thought, I said, you know what? I got I to gotta go see this guy. He's still alive. We, I got to tell the story now because, Good. you know, people can't forget that these things happened and uh, it's very important it's important yes. for history it's a, it's a beautiful story all together and that's what inspired me
0: and you know i i was very close to my grandmother both my grandmothers but one in one in particular and you know you realize they're not going to live forever
1: they're not they're not you know one day they're here the next day they could be gone you that's never right. know that's, and that's right that's anybody in life tomorrow's not
0: promised to anyone what do you think it is about grandparents i mean i, I you know i had a very close bond to my uh, grandmother that we're closer to them sometimes to our own parents why is that I mean
1: uh, you know what for me I used you know I used to go over to his house uh, every Friday night for Shabbat dinner I oh. used to I used to go over to his house in the morning times and he'd feed me breakfast uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I think they're there to grandparents in general who are active in their grandchildren's life are they're there from uh, different perspectives, you know. They have the age and wisdom of kids that they've raised, and and you know, and they've and they've learned, and and they're able to direct you and guide you in life without having to reprimand you. That's
0: right. Yeah, they have a different perspective, you know. Yeah. They're they're not there to. Um. They they give you a lot of wisdom if you take the time to pay attention.
1: I agree. Yeah, no, they, they they definitely they definitely have the wisdom behind them.
0: Mhm. It's nice hearing you talk about Shabbat dinner because that's very grounding. You know, you have a very hectic day. You have different issues going on and then you go to your grandfather's house and it's okay, now I'm going to pull the plug and I'm really going to
1: yeah. Take I time. think I think Shabbat is the greatest thing in the world, you know, you shut mm-hmm. off your phone, you don't work, this that the next thing I you know, I I don't observe as much anymore these days, but mm-hmm. I, when I get older and I start a big family, I'd like to, you know, really settle down and take it as a day of rest completely and That's nice. You know, just shut off the phone, shut off the TV and enjoy your family and, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because we don't have enough moments in life where we just Unplug and find meaning, and just connect with one another. And
1: yeah, especially these days with all the technology taking over, and you yeah. know everything in your face. Yes. You
0: know, yes. Constantly. I agree. I agree. Now, tell me, who did you connect with to work on this film?
1: Um. Well, I I, I actually most recently connected with an organization called the 193 um, Holocaust Survivors Club. Mm-hmm. who's behind me in regards to the film and, uh, you know, and they're pushing for me every which way. Um, and then, I, you know, I've just been working along it and plugging away. And most recently I started a uh, Kickstarter campaign to finish the film. Uh, you know, I finished all of the interview portions of the film, but, you know, I'd like to shoot some reenactment scenes and uh so we're currently raising funds online through the kickstarter
0: it's great tell me about that if people want to get involved
1: if somebody wants to get involved it's easy either you can go to www.escapingtheholocaust.com and you can click on a direct link there or you can go to kickstarter.com and just plug in escaping the holocaust and it will bring you directly to the
0: page and tell me about the process of making this film. Did you sit down with your grandfather, or did you come up with this idea of how you wanted everything to flow?
1: Yeah, 100%. So the first process was from Puerto Rico. I flew directly to Miami, mm-hmm. and I sat with my grandfather, and I got a preliminary interview with him, and my grandmother was there at the time as well, um, it just to kind of overview and get, you know, just uh, the bare bones of where the story was. And then I came home. And I did some research on my own um, and kind of plotted a, uh, plotted a plan of attack. And then, uh, and then most recently I went to uh, Montreal to visit with him again for a secondary interview and, uh, and a secondary interview with my grandmother. also got some cinematic-type uh, things to go along with the story um, of him, you know, just doing certain things. And, uh, and then I went to Israel— um to find the gentleman who dug the tunnel with him um, you know uh you know in nineteen forty four which he thought was dead, and uh, I was able to track him down. The guy lives in Haifa he's still living breathing, able to talk about it jo- um, excuse me, Josh
0: that's incredible. this guy is still alive as well
1: still alive as well, Yusek Atlasovich, another you know incredible human being and <sighs> He, uh, you know, he has some incredible stories as well, and it's just, it's amazing. It's really amazing, and uh, that everything, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, I, even if I, even if I had to sleep on the street and find a way to tell this story, mm-hmm. um, I would do it because its it's that incredible to me.
0: At what age did you first hear this story?
1: Uh, you know what I've known about this is the thing is I've known about the escape my entire life ever since I was a little boy mm-hmm. but the love story was something that I only learned about when I started you know when I decided okay you know what I'm gonna do a documentary on the escape and then I learned about this love story and I said oh my god that's the. you know that's, that's yes. wow what a story you know you, you you hear about escapes you hear about this you hear about that but True love, and you know, and especially mm-hmm. finding somebody again after the hell of the Holocaust is what an incredible thing. Yes. Um, so once, once I, you know, it almost relit my fire even more. You know, understand. I, I knew, I knew slightly about the love story, but I didn't know how in, in depth it was.
0: Had he not told you until you were much older about the love story?
1: You know what? It was just one of those things. I guess. I, I guess it's it's funny because to me, and obviously to many other people, it's miraculous. It's incredible. But to them, they're just like, yeah. You know, that's that's our story. It's like mm-hmm. when, you know when you ask somebody, how'd you meet your girlfriend, or how'd you meet your wife, they they got a story. You know, yes. and they <laughs> think it's cool, good story. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't know. I, I I think it's incredible.
0: It is incredible, and the resilience. Of your yeah. grandfather and the people he was with, mm-hmm. and the and so so it was. Let me back up. So it was your your grandfather and his friend decided to build this tunnel
1: to to dig uh, a tunnel dig in the tunnels. workshop. They they you know they were sheet metal workers in this prison called Pavyak in Warsaw, and uh, my grandfather had a shop on the women's side of the prison, so he was able to get you know back and forth from the women's to the men's side of the prison. They finally decided. They figured, you know what? They were killing people left and right. They, mm-hmm. You know, they were liquidating the prison one minute with, uh, there'd be four thousand prisoners, and then there'd be seven prisoners. And the only reason they kept them on is because they were workers. And, and you know, his family's already dead. <sighs> he figured, you know what? Let's take a shot. Yes. And uh, you know, so they he he built like a, a makeshift um, shovel, mm-hmm. and they used to spend thirty minutes at a time every day. Or roughly a year um, digging away in the basement of this uh, workshop which they would um, which they would move it's it's kind of like a uh, like a bandsaw but it's called a, a planker or something like that and they right. would move the bandsaw across the way and they dug underneath um, the bandsaw
0: okay. and
1: then they would cover it with the bandsaw and some dirt and everything throughout the day. But uh, it's incredible to hear how they, they, you know, they would strip down in their clothing, they would strip down and and dig naked, you know, so that their clothing wouldn't be dirty, so the guards wouldn't see and nobody would know. And, you know, one guy would be outside watching and the other guy would be with, uh, you know, a uh, a water hose to breathe out of, you know, inside and they would take turns. It's it's such (sighs) an incredible thing.
0: Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. When is this movie going to be um, coming out?
1: all right so uh i'm hoping to be finished by december of this year you know i'm i'm very long uh i'm very far along in the process and all that's left is the reenactment scenes and i figure once i'm completely funded which the campaign ends in uh, early august Mm -hmm. then i'll go full steam ahead and shooting the reenactment scenes and doing the final editing and you know a final music score and everything and i figure i figure by uh by december of this
0: year you are going to submit this to every film festival out of there right of course yeah okay. most
1: definitely most
0: definitely i mean i can just envision it right here at the newport fi- film festival
1: yeah no of course in new york definitely, yeah. and everywhere i i, I just uh, i just know that it's 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 heartwarming it's touching and you know what in, in life i believe that we watch movies to escape and kind of Going to another world, and and what a world to, to sit, you know, sit and watch and learn about. So definitely.
0: How has this making of this film changed you?
1: Um, how it has changed me. It's it's changed me. Um, it's allowed me to understand. You know, while in the process of uh, researching certain things, it's it's made me realize how you know. I know I. Uh, I, I know a, a lot about the Holocaust in general, mm-hmm. and this and uh, the next thing, but this is—it's it, allowed me to dive into our history um, and really learn. You know, I—I I knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know how bad. You know, it really—I didn't—I didn't know how bad it really. Yeah, how mm-hmm. how bad it really is, and how, you know, and and it's—it's it's surprising because there are a lot of people who do not know. They're totally oblivious. Because it was so long ago, and now a lot of people do a lot of things in regards to it, and it's yes, you know, um, such a horrible, horrible thing.
0: You know, and you and I are, were from a different generation, and it's hard for people to get their brains around how horrific this was. I, could,
1: I, I, really, I couldn't imagine. You know, the 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 things that these people had to go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I,
1: I, I consider myself a strong individual. I don't even know if I could have gone through it. You know what I mean. Never yes. mind, lived through it and still, still being a functioning human being. You know the horrors, the the terror. It's it's yes. something that uh, that I I could never imagine personally. Yes. Um, and and it's you know that's mm. something that I definitely have learned more about.
0: This is incredible what you're doing because I'm sure the I would I would think that the bond between you and your grandfather is even stronger now.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's always been strong. This mm-hmm. is the thing, you know. Uh, it's my grandfather. I love him, That's um, so great. and I, I look forward to uh, to showing him this movie on the big screen, and mm-hmm. you know, and uh, letting him see it for himself.
0: Yes, yes. Tell me about your grandmother.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. My grandmother is a wonderful lady. She, you know, she lives with him. She, you know, um, I love her the same. And, uh, you know, my uh, my bubby, she passed away oh, when I was one, which oh. is the woman who, uh, you know, who, who he ended up marrying for 20 years before, you know, mm-hmm. he reconnected with my grandmother. Um, yeah, I love them both. They're, they're incredible people, and they've always been behind me and supportive.
0: That's great. So your grandmother must think this is unbelievable, what you're doing with this film. Oh, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's so funny... It's so funny to to hear both of their sides of the story on certain senses because uh, it's really like some is from a female perspective and others is from a male perspective, and yeah. it's it's funny to, to to hear them talk about their love connection, and it's it's actually it's allowed me to understand them on a different level because you know it, it's different when you when you're asking. I I never really dived into certain personal questions about them. And uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's been an interesting process for
0: me. Well, now that you're now that you're older, you're you're also speaking them in a different you know mindset, and mm-hmm. uh, they're probably sharing more things than they ever have. They you know when you were younger.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess I understand things a lot differently. You're right. I'm you know I'm older now, and mm-hmm. I understand a lot more and about life in general and. It's just uh, it's it's very interesting to hear some of the things and the thought processes, you know, and, the, and and to hear how they, you know, they they didn't think it it was a different age and time, you know, where where you uh, you know it was a totally these days. If you fall in love with somebody, you say, oh, let's go, let's do something. Yes. You're free to the world. Yes. You know, there they were not free to the world. I thought, you know, when I asked them, like, so you guys started to fall in love in the prison. Tell me about that. It'd fall, you know, they they t- if we're lucky to say a few words a day, maybe, you know what I mean. Exactly. We're lucky to to look at each other one day. You know, this it's it's incredible. You know, the the freedom we have just just the basic freedom to walk, to talk, to eat, to sleep, yes. to uh, just be on the telephone. You know, we should be thankful for because what some of these people I had to go through. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: And do you have an opportunity in the film you've interviewed both your grandmother and your grandfather that's all this narrative from both of them? Sure, yeah. How great. I mean, yeah. because this will be with people for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, no, of course, of course. And you know what? Someday, down the road, maybe 10 years from now, mm-hmm. I'd like to do a, uh, you know, a narrative film based on this story as well.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Where would you like to see this film go?
1: Um, I definitely would like to see it go uh, through the you know the festival circuit and then possibly on some type of HBO special of some sort. I, I really plan to make it in a different light than other Holocaust films that I've seen personally. Um, I, I kind of would like to make it from a newer generation standpoint where people who are not so familiar with the Holocaust and certain things can become familiar and will enjoy it um, and, and enjoy the film on a different light, you know, and different type of understanding. So, uh, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see it on any platform I can get it on.
0: I think it's fantastic. Again, tell me where people can get involved with your. They can
1: get involved by going to www.escapingtheholocaust.com or by going directly to Kickstarter.com and typing in. Escaping the Holocaust
0: Fantastic And and up next you have a um, another film that's coming out Any other projects that you're going to be working on?
1: Um, I just finished another project actually Which is entitled Newark Ave Which is a found footage style film About two 1980 uh, FBI detectives on a stakeout Watching the Mafia And things kind of go wrong And they go missing along with the footage um, Which you know we're in post-production now with Um, Which I'm excited for as well
0: That's great Well, best of luck to you And please let me know when this film is out Because I really want to see it It's tremendous Thank you so much,
1: Janine I really appreciate it
0: Thanks for calling in and sharing this Of course Okay, take care Bye-bye That was Josh Weber An award-winning filmmaker based in L.A. Talking about his film he's working on Escaping the Holocaust If you've missed any part of this interview It'll be up on my blog Which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Gina Wagner will be here to join us.